Welcome in to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast for the second consecutive week. I'm your host, Eric Eager. This is Ben Brown with me. We are recording again, like I said, for the second straight week on a Saturday night. This time we're actually recording before Baltimore plays Buffalo. We just watched Green Bay cover the seven uh, and go over. Although if you teased Green Bay down and took under 51, that was uh, you know barely cashed uh, because of the kneel downs at the end. Um, but we're going to finally get, you know, I, what I would say a more evenly distributed game here with Buffalo minus two and a half um, set to play. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, some things didn't necessarily break great for me uh, in that first game, but I'm looking forward to the Ravens bills. And of course, we got, you know, some great games coming up here, coming up here, the Browns Chiefs and then uh, maybe the marquee match for the weekend Bucks Saints. So I think there's quite a few uh, player props that are obviously popping up here as well. Uh, maybe a few game spots as well. So I don't know. I'm ready to get into it, though, Eric. Here we go. So, yeah, let's do this um, first game in the sunday slate uh let me make sure i know what time that is uh, it's, it's a little bit later isn't it yeah i'm a little bit i mean uh i'm a little bit irritated that it's 305 but at 305 you're going to get the cleveland browns fresh off of an 11 point upset win in pittsburgh uh cleveland's last three playoff games have all been against pittsburgh one in 1994 one in 2002 and then now in 2020 uh you know, obviously calendar 2021 they're getting to face as 10 point underdogs total on the game 57 the defending super bowl champion kansas city chiefs who are off of a bye who rested their starters in week 17 um ben what do you think about this game yeah, I mean, I do think that the popular narrative it seems like people are kind of probably uh, looking to fade the Chiefs here a little bit at this point in time. Our cash ticket percentages don't necessarily jive with uh, maybe that narrative, but that seems to be at least like the consensus as far as talking points for how this matchup is going to play out. Uh, the spread has been uh, just a little bit different. I do think it moved down basically from the Chiefs Chiefs minus 11 down to 10. So at least the line movement is kind of favored towards the Browns. Uh, Greenlight kind of likes that play just a little bit. I don't know if I'm all that thrilled with it, um, but I do think we're going to see a shootout here. We have seen the total basically rise um, from what, 56, 55 and a half, I think it may be even opened at. 56, so it's up 57. Could even get to 57 and a half for uh, kickoff. So I don't know. I'm not overly inclined to play the Browns at this point in time. I do think that they're getting quite a bit of hype though, um, but I don't know. I'm are you gonna? Are you playing the Browns here at this widespread, or is this a spot where you may be teasing down the Chiefs, or trying to look at some other yeah, plays for them? Not a ton. I know, I know so, you guys wrote up. You guys kind of wrote up the Chiefs early, didn't you? Early in the week, basically. Yeah, we wrote up Kansas City at minus ten. We thought we thought that we were getting a. You know, we you know when we saw the game at this time Sunday, it was opening at seven and a half, and then it got all the way out to ten. I think it opened at seven and a half while Cleveland was playing, and then it got out to ten. Um, so we we figured that it was a little bit of a steam chase for us, but it never really got past that ten. Um, so we're stuck here with Chiefs minus ten this weekend. When I you know this week past week when I went to go bet it in Indiana, I actually took a little bit of Chiefs money line. I laid a big price. Um, I also took a little bit of Chiefs minus thirteen and a half. You know, the reason I wouldn't tease it down is, again, I don't think these points are all that meaningful. I think at the, you know, 10, 11, 12, you know, 9, 8 is probably the next meaningful one in the NFL. But you're, you're, you're unable to even tease it down to that 3 once you have it at 10. So you're not even getting through the keyest of all key numbers there. Right. So here, to me, it's either 
you like the Chiefs and you lay the points uh, or you stay away from it. And for a lot of people who have been following us along this year, they have some Chiefs futures. You just basically let those ride here um, for another week. Um, total on the game, 57. That's over the new key number of 56. I have put a little bit on under here just because I think there might be some circumstances where this doesn't get uh, to be the high-scoring game people think. I think Cleveland has to be in this game for that for that to materialize. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I do think that the popular narrative is basically going to be that the Chiefs could potentially start off um, a little slow, obviously, uh, with all of the rest that they've had in recent weeks. Maybe they're not quite, you know, ready to play. I don't really necessarily buy into that narrative, but I do think that this game could potentially, you know, slow, you start off just a little bit slower than what people anticipate. Um, so if I was looking for a total, maybe I would look more towards an in-game line at this point in time, but I don't mind uh, kind of buying in under 57 maybe you can kind of get a middle opportunity if you hit some of those in-game lines if the game does actually you know start off kind of slow i did write up the browns over 10 first half team total uh to start the game i think that was back when the number was basically at 56 for the game total um and that's bumped up here a little bit i think it's at 10 and a half with heavy juice on that over at this point in time so i feel good about that line movement that's really the only total that i felt uh really good about playing from a game perspective but there are you know quite a few player props that are kind of jumping out at me one that uh, something that i'm kind of trying to like reconcile basically is our player prop tool we actually kind of find just a little bit of value in baker mayfield over 22.5 completions. I think we have that right around a 0.7% value opportunity at this point in time. But his receiving, his pass catching unit, we have a lot of guys that we kind of lean towards the under on the reception totals. Guys like Austin Hooper, uh, Rashad Higgins. We even liked um, Jarvis Landry earlier in the day. I do think that number is kind of adjusted a little bit to the point where we don't have any value on that any longer. But um, a lot of these guys, you know, maybe maybe Mayfield's dumping it off to the, his running backs a little bit more. Maybe um, we see a little bit more of these auxiliary pieces involved in the Browns passing game. But at this point in time, um, it seems like there's a few spots from the Browns pass catchers that could definitely be going under in what is kind of projected to be a high scoring game that probably, you know, isn't necessarily going to play out that way is kind of my thinking at this point. Yeah. You wonder if the, if Cleveland is being priced as if they're going to throw the football when, you know, because early in games, they have been a throw the football team um, right. with, you know, play action and things like that. But maybe they lean a little bit more into the run. The one of the bets I like as far as an over in this game, I do like Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns, basically at minus 110. I think that that has some value against a bad Browns, um, a bad Browns defense. But I also like uh, another one here. I like Demarcus Robinson under, 38 and a half. I think this is the McCole Hardman show. I think this is a Byron Pringle show. And as Ro even though Robinson has, has earned a role without Sammy Watkins in this offense, um, I don't really think he's going to overshadow Kelsey, Hill, uh, Hardman, even Byron Pringle, Le'Veon Bell, uh, and so on and so forth. Yeah, okay. I definitely like that. I do like that idea of a quarter, but I do think, you know, I do lean towards Harbin being a little bit more involved in DeMarcus Robinson. I do have to ask you one question. If you were going to choose between like a player or, you know, a matchup based specifically on Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, what one of those guys do you think would have the more yardage, receiving yardage situation here coming up on Sunday? Tons of good stuff for you at pff.com with either an Edge or an Elite subscription. The Edge subscription gets you all of the premium written content plus the PFF draft guide, the draft is coming up. You can't live through draft season without that. So make sure you go check 
all of those options out. But the option that I personally like best is the elite subscription because it gives you the PFF props tool. It gives you the betting dashboards and all the stuff you would get with Edge. Plus, we're giving uh, you a nice um, promotion through the Super Bowl. So if you use promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, at checkout when you get a PFF Edge, um, sorry, Elite subscription, um, you can get a free year of Action Network's Action Pro subscription, which usually costs you $100. You get it for free for a whole year. So it's basically a $300 value. You get it for $200. And Action Network obviously has all sports there. So if you're into basketball, it's a great thing to do. And of course, the Elite subscription will give you plenty of opportunity, not just through the playoffs with betting, but obviously with the draft coming up and then heading into next season. So go to pff.com and make that happen because it will only be here for a limited time. Playoff games start now. You got to get it while it's hot. I think it's Kelsey. I think that, you know, the Browns are going to try to approach the game like some of the cover three teams that have been able to slow the Chiefs down, the Niners in the Super Bowl, the Chargers, um, but they don't have the linebackers to do it. B.J. Goodson and company, I don't think, can slow uh, down uh, Travis Kelsey. So let's move on to the night game. This is the one I think that people are a little bit more compelled by because it should be a closer game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for the third time this year, face the New Orleans Saints. They are three-point underdogs on the road. This thing opened a little, like probably, what, four and a half, five on opening day, closed at three and a half with with the Saints uh, being favored. The game ended, I think, in a double-digit score for New Orleans. And then when they went to Tampa in the middle of the season, I believe Tampa was about four-point favorites. And the... <laughs> the New Orleans Saints just absolutely curb stomped them. Um, you know, winning I was thirty-eight-three or something to that effect. Um, I, you know, this is a game where I think you see a little bit of revenge out of Brady. Um, our our model doesn't really like either side. Maybe even leans a little New Orleans, which I think makes sense given that we have New Orleans as our second-rated power ranking team. But I think if you want to look for value in this game, you probably have to look to the side of the player props. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I think uh, if you could have gotten like a Buccaneers three and a half, I do think Green and I definitely would have leaned in the Buccaneers direction at that price. Obviously, those numbers disappeared rel- relatively quickly. So I do think at minus three, uh, the Saints are probably the play, but I don't really feel great about it either. I'm kind of with you on the whole uh, Brady revenge tour at this point in time. So then I got to ask, uh, you know, both Brady and Breeze are looking at, you know, some Pretty heavy plus money prices on over two and a half passing touchdowns. We also have Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. If you were forced to choose between one of those three guys, what one do you think is going to get over this uh, two and a half passing touchdowns prop on Sunday? I think you bet them all and have fun, but I think um, Brady's probably the most likely. Well, Brady's the best bet, I think, at plus 160, um, followed probably by Breeze at 170, and then Mahomes at minus 110. Um, and I think that's how the value goes. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited as well to see some overs on Thomas over six and a half catches at minus 110. Tampa's defense, especially in the middle of the football field, is not as good uh, as I think is advertised. Scotty Miller seven and a half over receiving yards. That's the one I like. Ben, what do you like as far as you know, sort of the unders in this one? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I do want to say I am I am definitely on board with the Brady over two and a half pass touchdowns, and I did actually write up Michael Thomas over six and a half receptions. I do think he probably sees a healthy percentage of Carlton Davis as opposed to Jamal Dean. I do think he's going to be heavily involved. I do think he, we'll see him kind of close to his, you know, other target share. In saying that, I do kind of want to fade some of the other Saints receivers, Manuel Sanders, 
three and a half receptions. Obviously, you're paying a little bit decent of a price to get on that under red round minus 145, according to our tool. I still don't mind paying that price at this point in time. I think he's definitely a viable fade. Elvin Kamara, I kind of would lean more towards him being less involved in the rushing game as opposed to the receiving game. So if I had to choose between his you know, taking the under on his rushing yards at 60 and a half or taking his under on receiving yards at 37 and a half. I'm definitely leaning towards the under rushing yards at this point. Um, so those are two that I kind of like. And then maybe my favorite one on Sunday, Leonard Fournette, under 40.5 rushing yards. I do think we're going to see quite a bit of Ronald Jones mixed in here. Um, obviously, that didn't come out last week, but I do think, um, you know, Leonard Fournette's probably rushing yards prop should probably be closer to like a 23 and a half, 25 and a half number if Ronald Jones is getting that significant, you know, workload that we kind of saw you know in the latter half of this year before he got hurt um i think that was basically right around where leonard Fournette's props were so i'm kind of leaning towards that one as maybe one of my favorite plays here but we'll see is there any you know on the buccaneer side or is there any of these pass catchers that you're potentially leaning towards the under on in some of these situations especially if you think you know the buccaneers could potentially be uh winning this matchup or at least in front for the majority of the game script I mean, a man, or sorry, uh, Mike Evans, when he's had to face Marshawn Lattimore, has had a really difficult time of it. I wonder, you know, does uh, New Orleans sort of use him differently now that Tampa has some bona fide superstars along with him, uh, you know, sort of in, uh, you know, Chris Godwin as well as Antonio Brown? Probably not. I think getting, you know, Evans uh, shut down is a pretty good uh, indicator of some success for. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. So I like Evans under. I know we got cooked by that last week, but it should still be a, a pretty solid play here. Um, okay, so now that we're sitting here, Green Bay's won. Um, what sort of happens in the Ravens uh, in the Ravens Bills game doesn't really have that much of an influence on our futures. We sit here with some rant. We sit here with some Tampa futures, with some Green Bay futures and with some Kansas City futures. Obviously, Green Bay is going to be favored next week. So if you got them at plus 160 to win the NFC, as we said the other week, or if you have them, you know, plus 500 or more to win the Super Bowl, you're sitting pretty. You can even bet the winner of New Orleans-Tampa Bay against the spread against Green Bay and get yourself a good middle here. Um, from the perspective of Kansas City, what do we want to see you know, sort of what do we want to see in order for us to think that they have an opportunity to fulfill uh, their the becoming the first Super Bowl winner, repeat winner since 2003 and 2004? Yeah, I mean, I would like to see them actually kind of start off um, hot here. I would kind of like to see them potentially bury a team like the Browns right away, even if the Browns kind of claw, claw back into the game. I would like to see kind of like, you know, an over first quarter performance from the Chiefs to kind of start off hot here, kind of show people that, you know, rest isn't necessarily this like boogeyman concept that, you know, teams are obviously going to start off really slow when they return from it. So those are the sorts of things I want to see. In it. But, you know, going back to it, I think if they absolutely bury the, the Browns here on Sunday, I think that's going to speak volumes to where they're at. And I definitely think they're capable of it. Um, I just think that there's this narrative that's kind of building around them that they don't necessarily cover or put teams away at this point in time, no matter how talented they are. And that, frankly, they don't necessarily have to, um, but I do think that it would probably make 
betters feel good if they were, you know, want to back them future on um, to kind of see them put forth, you know, a high quality performance. So I'm looking forward to it. I do think that uh, we'll see probably a little bit more Travis Kelsey. I do think that Tyreek Hill could be, you know, just a little bit slowed down. Maybe we see him mix up with Denzel Ward just a little bit more than what people anticipate at this point in time. Denzel Ward is kind of a guy that lives basically on the left side of that coverage. 80% of his snaps have been on there, obviously. Uh, Hill sees roughly 50% of his snaps in the slot. I don't think Ward's going to necessarily follow him there, but I think in a game that the Browns feel like they have to win, I think they got to get their best cornerback uh, matched up against the best Chiefs receiver. So that's a matchup that I'm definitely uh, intrigued by how it actually plays out, and I do think could have some influence on you know the Browns covering at this point in time. Yeah, very well said. So awesome. Well, we're sitting you know fairly nicely here. Hopefully, you know for Green Line's sake, but also some of our picks. Uh, Buffalo comes through, um, but you guys will know what those results are by the time you listen to this, and 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 you have two really fun games on Sunday. So enjoy the football, um, enjoy, good luck with your bets, and uh, as always, uh, for Ben Brown, this is Eric Eager, this has been the PFF Daily Betting Podcast.